Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Father God, for the days that we're in right now. We thank you for keeping us on the edge of our seats, even when there's a lull in the news and we know, but we still know, we know how close we are, Father. We see the rumblings, uh, the the unexplainable and very unusual interest in the UFO phenomenon, which would lead up uh, perfectly, absolutely perfectly to the arrival of the David Doetry vision, the big copper sphere in the sky, uh, we see the rumblings. They're endless rumblings. Um, it, it's a little befuddling. In all honesty, we would have, many of us would have thought that a hot World War III would have already started. And still, there are many experts out there that are uh, predicting that there will be a hot World War III, uh, and, uh, and many threats regarding troops. Um, uh, you know, potentially even U.S. troops going to war. Um, it's 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 confusing, Father, because we see so many dynamics. You know, on one side it looks like it, you know, things are subsiding, and then on another side, you look at it from a different set of eyes, and it, it you know, it, there's the saber rattling continues at a at a pitch that is um, very ominous. Uh, yet at the same time, it still feels very much like. Um, Groundhog's Day. We still feel a lot of times like we're waking up to the same day over and over and over again, even though um, you know there there's there's an an increase, uh, but the increase seems to to kind of level off, and it's a very predictable leveling. Um, we see things getting super hot; they get really hot, and everybody's just you know losing it and getting super excited, and then uh, things kind of level off for a while. And uh, I guess we should just get used to that dynamic, Father, because evidently it is your choice. These are your end times, not ours, and we're privileged to be a part of it, Father, and we thank you again for all of the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties that we're going through. The We thank you, Father, for helping us to be able to see, um, uh, you know, uh, friends and family. 
you know, um, sometimes old friends, maybe exes and things like that, that are starting to see things that they didn't see before and wonder about them and be inquisitive about, uh, you know, the, the difficulty that's, uh, you know, associated with ultimately making it into heaven, um, you know, under the circumstances that a lot of people believe that they ought to go. And um, it, it, it does, it, it is a shocking dynamic to for so many Christians and of so many, what, hundreds of thousands of different belief levels and belief systems that are out there uh, to be coming to a place where they're being funneled into inquiring about with their own personal walk and wondering if they're right with you, Jesus, and, and intimate with you in the way that they need to be. Um, I think that all of us need to constantly examine our hearts and spend more time uh, in intimacy with you, talking to you, talking to you, Father, getting on our knees in our prayer and making sure that it is, it's very one-on-one. Uh, that there aren't a lot of distractions and ideally no distractions around and that we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High and that our heart is truly falling in love, if not totally head over heels in love with you and amazed by everything that you are and have been to us throughout our entire lives and that we are devoid of pride, that we don't take um, uh, any part. And this is so subtle. It'll sneak up on you and it'll be it, it's a, just a, it's a it's just a terrible thing that can happen to people where they believe that you know who they are in Christ uh they believe more so about who they are in Christ and who they think they are in Christ than they actually are in reality and um and that may be one of the most scariest places to be of all because so many people will unwittingly take on pride in their heart and and feel that they have arrived sort of like the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector and and they haven't and that arrival really is not – it's, it's not an act of certainty. It's an act of um, intimacy. It's an act of not knowing. I think part of our walk and our sanctification process is not being absolutely sure. And I think that's a good place for each of us to be because it puts us on our knees. It draws us in closer. It keeps the fear of God in our heart. And it gives us all of the promises that the Scripture has, which are dozens, if not hundreds of promises that are associated with trust, with having fear of God. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If we have iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear Isaiah 66 eight, I'm sorry Psalm 66 18 I believe it is Father we praise you for helping us to understand that that um, there is a, um, a, a, a an element of our walk that that should keep us on our toes that should keep that fear of God in our hearts and should keep us fervently all and always um, uh, um, examining ourselves so that we can avoid, um, you know, much, much more difficult situations that we would have otherwise would have been privileged to be, uh, you know, called out of. Um, Ultimately being a part of the barley harvest, ultimately being uh, counted worthy to escape these things that are about to come upon the earth. And 
having that truly contrite, humble spirit, but that also uh, just wrapped in the love of Jesus for other people, and it's genuine, to be able to, to, to reach into our heart and know that how we feel is truly genuine, and that we, we never really will arrive. We just won't. We simply won't. It is your righteousness, Father God, not ours. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and all these other things will be given unto us. And Father, we just praise you, and we hope with all of our heart beyond hope that uh, you hear uh, and are attentive and do not delay to, to our prayer request because of the days that we're in right now, because we do need that intimacy. We do need uh, to, uh, to um, experience that walk in a close uh, way with you, uh, and for many of us, like like we've never experienced before. I think it's really super important, Father, that we all are drawing in closer now than we have historically, even, even when we're depressed, even when we're bummed out, even when we're going through hard times, or people are treating us crummy, or whatever the case may be, or we're a little bit, you know, sad because we thought things were going to progress much faster than they have, and we, I think we, I think it's important that we all just embrace the fact that we're here, uh, and uh, and it might be a while, and it may not go according to the plans of the darkness, as in so many cases in the stories of the Bible, it has not gone according to the plans of the darkness, and um, and the timelines that we're holding on to, that we're hoping for, may be delayed, and um, and be okay with that, and just use that as time that we can seek you like we, you know, and grow in our praise, grow in our worship, grow in our time, grow in our prayer, grow in every sense of the word, singing songs, being in your midst, and feeling that Holy Spirit presence wrapped around us like we've never felt before. Father, let us continue to grow in your presence and be full of you, be full of your glory, be full of the presence of our Lord Jesus, and to be so much more, um, let's just say, kind of coddled in in that love that we would and should experience as we draw in closer to you in the days that we're here now, uh, in the time that we're in right now, and recognize that this time is, well, kind of like bonus time, because we're that close that um, it, it offers us opportunity to even hone in a little bit more intimately than we, maybe we have been, uh, because we get pulled uh, from pillar to post, uh, from uh, you know our, our daily walk and dealing with the things of this world that we'd rather not deal with, and quite frankly, be in heaven with you. So anyway, we just give you all the praise and honor and glory, Father God, and now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory with exceeding joy and to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I I really dislike the uh, periods of time um, between shows where the hot news goes cold. And that's kind of where we are tonight. Um, You know, we got, you know, a couple of interesting soundbite segments, but there's nothing that's uh, riveting. I like the riveting stuff. I like it when um, we have reports that uh, are clearly very, um, you know, they're imminent. They're imminent of World War III. They're imminent of a uh, grand, humongous shift in direction, uh, in the direction that we know is eventually going to come upon us. Um, and for those of us who have been watching and waiting and, and, you know, with bated breath for so many years, decades, in fact, for so many of us, uh, you know, being so close and having all the game, you know, pieces of the game of risk, in exactly the right places to see the unfolding of the Bible like a newspaper before us, um, you know, to have uh, even three or four days go by uh, and you're looking at the news and you're scrolling, you're doing your normal doom scrolling and you're looking for something really significant to pop up and it's just not there. And we're there right now. Uh, th- this is just one of those exceedingly common to my chagrin. I dislike them, like I said, fervently. Uh, You know, Tribulation Now, the name Tribulation Now is that name for a reason. Uh, We want Tribulation to be right now. All right? Thank you, Jesus. Right, kids? That's what we want. That's what, you know, we're... We want to get out of here. But unfortunately, we're in one of those lulls right now as they uh, as we went through this period where there was a, you know, they use different terminology, but it was technically a ceasefire in Gaza. And then they exchanged some hostages, but there's still some more hostages. And now they're flooding. They're preparing and starting to flood the actual tunnels, thinking that they're going to flood. I just I just have a terrible feeling this is going to drag on and drag on and drag on and drag on like so many. I remember when we were tracking the Syrian war and uh, Fifth Fleet was over in the Mediterranean and boy, we got so excited about that. And uh, and then it was like month after month would go by and month after month. And it was like, oh, my gosh, 
Uh, you know, a lot of people don't remember this, but the Syrian conflict uh, started, um, you know, where there was actually active bombing of Israeli jets and United States uh, uh, war machine equipment. Uh, and, um, and that stuff still goes on even today. Um, there was a period of time when there was so much bombing going on around Damascus, we almost thought that there was going to be a fulfillment of Damascus, uh, I'm sorry, of Isaiah 17. Um, and it sure looked at, I mean, when you would look at the news reports and the uh, video reels of um, the rubble. Uh, that was left behind. It was almost as bad as Gaza in some areas, uh, in, in in near 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 and around about Damascus, and um, many of us were hypothesizing whether or not that was a fulfillment of Isaiah 17, where Damascus is turned into a ruinous heap. So again, it it is very difficult to be watching things as they unfold. Uh, you know, it it gets very exciting during those periods of time when you're reasonably certain that this is going to be you know, the week or the next couple of weeks are going to explode into a hot World War III. Um, it may seem morbid and sort of unusual for anybody who would be a new listener of the program to understand why those of us who are excited about being with Jesus uh, would be excited about a hot World War III. And, and the reason for that is because there is a uh, an awful lot of prophetic information um, that has withstood the test of time uh, and has been backed up by some uh, some um, listening to you in the air. So uh, it sounds like Brother Brian is uh, flying. His arms are really, really tired. He's probably pretty cold, and he's up really high in the air somewhere. Now, how he's listening, that's anybody's guess. But anyway, praise God. So, um yeah, it's 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 befuddling to a lot of us. We have been through this cycle of of ups and downs and 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 ups all for for so many years now. Easily, for many of us, fifteen. Some of us, twenty, thirty. Uh, but for me, it's been mostly around fifteen years or so. Uh, and um and I and I just expect uh, just because it's 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 a pattern. I mean, really, it is just that simple. It has been a pattern, it will be a pattern, and it shall be a pattern. So I guess if we just prepare our hearts and our minds, you know, because we are looking, you know, when you got the David Doetry, uh, you know, um, vision of the, uh, man, he had Sorry Park's vision. Of the, you know, where it wasn't even a vision. He was with Jesus. He was physically with Jesus. And Jesus told him that NASA would come on TV and say that the aliens took the people. Talking about the uh, barley harvest, the first uh, iteration of the, the first watch. Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, right in that part of the Bible where it talks about the coming, Jesus coming for the second and third watch. And, 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 you know, you piece it together, you listen to the choice of words, and you know that he's coming back from the wedding supper. So it, everything just falls together. Well, you know, when you piece it all together, and then you got the uh, the testimony of the 10-year-old boy. Now, he passed on. Um, his mother came out and did a YouTube video and told everybody what he said about how after World War III started that, the, the, that there would be these alien demons, you know, in the sky. A very, very popular way to characterize aliens is to say alien demons. And that's fine. I tend to be a little bit more specific, <laughs> probably to my own demise, because most people don't understand 
things like that. But that's okay, um, you know, and that's all right, you know. And he t- even went as far. This young boy had even gone as far as to tell his mother that she wouldn't be here for that which implies that she either died or she um, perhaps was raptured. And so then when you start to connect all the dots and look at all the major indicators, you know, the, the stuff that we talked about on, the, on a, a couple of shows ago, you know, such as uh, the, um, the Israeli Air Force uh, bombing of the Fort Dow facility using actually two tactical nukes, according to the vision that was given to Dr. David O'Rourke. You have all of the rumblings that have been consistently going on, I mean, never ending, really, uh, with North Korea, the threats about, oh, if they start messing around with nuclear stuff again, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. A lot of saber rattling, a lot of movement of carriers. Um, We had the recent um, report of the aircraft carrier uh, uh, leaving the port of uh, San Diego, and there isn't an awful lot of places for them to go. Uh, and one of their favorite places to go is uh, off the coast of North Korea. So we have the prophecies, multiple ones. We have uh, Sister Barbara of God's Healer 7. We have Nathan Leal's vision that supports the sinking of an aircraft carrier. We have the vision that was given, a uh, vivid vision that was given to Dr. David O'Rourke in 2010 regarding the sinking of an aircraft carrier off the coast of, uh, uh, you know, the, the Koreas. We'll call them the Koreas. Uh, and also a subsequent attack from North Korea into Seoul, which of which is something that has been threatened so many times. I mean, my goodness, if we had a dime for every time, we'd all be uh, retired right now, praise God. So anyway, um, you know, there, it's it's all in place, and, they, and there's continuous saber rattling in every department, every single major event that we're watching for. Now, the only thing that that's queued up right now that we haven't seen any I mean, you know, I know somebody, her name is Jody, and she lives out in the San Jose area, and she's an earthquake uh, rumbler watcher. So she'll sit there and she'll watch the uh, rumblers, the 2.3s, the 3.3s, and things like that, the clusters of rumbles, because she, she feels in her heart that there's going to be a major earthquake in California pretty soon. And we've had the Cascadia subduction zone conversations. We had that one lady uh, come on the program who the Lord, you know, had given her a evidently a fantastically vivid dream uh, about uh, the next major event being the Cascadia subduction zone earthquake, megaquake and tsunami, we'll call it. It's a combination punch. That supposedly, I mean, there's a lot of debate and discussion in, in regard to the the magnitude of the devastation. Some people submit that it only comes up to I-5. <clears throat> I'm not so sure that that's necessarily going to be the case. None of us really know for certain uh, how bad the devastation is going to be. But one thing seems to be consistent in all the accounts is that it's going to be exceedingly bad. But that was supposed to, you know, we had her on the show like two years ago, and here we are. We're still waiting for the Cascadia subduction zone collapse. And we don't know. And, again, there's a lot of people that think that all these things are being 
done by harp or some other strange combination alien uh human or if you even want to call them human probably alien combination tears a uh, reptilian uh, contraptions like that one guy reported down in antarctica uh and, and um you know again we don't know you know is it a com- you know does god use satan's equipment for his own judgment absolutely so um and, and is god using satan and his army's methods and attacks to bring in christians absolutely so this is just part of the modus operandi this is exactly what we would anticipate to happen however um the and I guess, really, in all fairness, we need to prepare our hearts for this to drag out. I would love to believe with all of my heart that 2025 is going to be our departure, and I'm going to hang out on that for a while, um, you know, but I don't have any guarantees that 2025 means anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, we've got, I played the audio bite of Walter Weith talking about Alice Bailey of Lucis Trust, yada, yada, yada. But again, this is still, these are still the workings of the devil. These are still the workings of the darkness. These are still the wish, the, these are the target dates of the Klaus Schwab's. And again, our Heavenly Father, I, I, I don't really understand it, and I don't anticipate that I will ever in all of eternity understand our Heavenly Father. I really don't think so. I don't, I'm not certain that any of us will ever understand him. Um, but but we, can, we can hug on, hug on to his patterns. Our Father does exhibit a pattern of behavior consistently throughout the Bible as well as during the days that we're alive right now. And one of those patterns that our Heavenly Father does seem to embrace are these patterns whereby the forces of darkness set dates – and they strive very, very fervently for those dates to come true, but those dates do not become reality. And they drag on past those dates. So, you know, we had Agenda 21, which was them shooting for 2021. I had back in the, um, you know, 2015, 2016, even 2014, I was reading prophecies and really detailed visions of people that were taken to heaven and uh, that and they were saying beyond any shadow of a doubt that the rapture was going to be happened before 2020. You've got uh, John Shorey. God bless his precious heart, man. We had him on the show so many times. And, uh, you know, he tribulationtruth.com, and he's been uh, probably the number one guest on the Jim Baker show over the years. And um, he was absolutely, he wrote like, I think, three books on the fact that he, and just absolutely jam-packed, overflowing, pregnant with information that was very difficult to dispute regarding the coming of Jesus before 2020, uh, you know, certainly before 2021. So um, I can only imagine, um, you know, how very deeply disappointing it must be to have spent your entire life serving the Lord and to be uh, essentially a victim of the pattern that our Heavenly Father embraces so much, which is, ramping things up to a point where you are just about 
ready to place your bets, place your bets. We're leaving here. We're leaving there. And then, of course, you've got the rapture people. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to be mean to anybody, but there's a lot of people, but I could name names of people out there that, that re-predict, re-predict the rapture over and over and over. And they're still doing it. These are people that have been doing it for like 10 years, and they still do it. They still re-predict, reset their dates, um, and um, they um, uh, and people love it. They gobble it up like Thanksgiving turkey. They're like, and I, I asked one person at one point. I said, "Why do you listen to brother so and so? Don't you realize that brother so and so's been incorrect about the rapture predictions at least a hundred times in the last ten years?" And oh well, I, it gets me excited. Was the was the response I got back? So there are we we are all very different personalities. Uh, we all deal with trials, tribulation, difficulty these delays, everything differently. Uh, some of us are, um, we, we're placated. You know, we, we feel better. We would rather have artificial promises than no promises at all. Um, and, you know, and we're all just different in that regard. And, and so we just got to love upon each other. We got to pray for one another. I, my sister, um, Paula, I can't talk to her about any of this stuff. She's, she's got the people that she believes are anointed prophets of God, and she's going to follow them until the day that she dies. And that is just how it's going to be. And um, so I've learned it's taken me an awful long time to learn not to, I just smile. You know, I just smile from ear to ear, and she keeps on sending me more and more and more and more and more of the prophecies of the prophets that have, that she loves and adores and just wants to hug and kiss and whatever. And, uh, I, you know, I won't, I, I just will, I, I no longer will say to her, doesn't it trouble you that they have never been right in the last endless number of years? Oh, but this and oh, but that. There's always reasons. And so anyway, um, you know, I... You know, there was a prophecy from uh, Brother Dan. I could play it now, but I'm not going to. Uh, Brother Dan of God's Healer 7, where, and, and this one just rang true with my heart, where our Heavenly Father, I, I will say this, for whatever reason, when Brother Dan prophesied, I always felt a surge in my spirit that just made me feel like I was really really, truly hearing from the Lord. And one of them was, you know, to listen, to watch the events, to pay close attention to the events. Okay, and you may be like, what do you mean? Well, what the Lord was trying to say through Brother Dan was to kind of knock it off with, there, I think he was really, in a, I think, deeply embedded in that particular prophecy that came you know, through the prophetic tongue of Brother Dan. I think the underlying meaning that our Heavenly Father was trying to convey to us was that there were going to be too many people that were tricked. Um, I won't go into the uh, how Satan stops our prayers combat in the heavenly realm, uh, but you know when when uh, one of the takeaways, if you read it very carefully multiple times, is that when the demonic realm uh, is able to successfully wrestle wrestle, and I do mean you know it's a war, at wrestle away a an answer to a prayer of a saint. 
they can use that answer to the prayer of a saint because it's actually power from heaven and they steal that power from heaven and then they can use it to do bad things. And one of those bad things they can do is pawn themselves off as an angel of the Lord, an angel of light to somebody who believes they're hearing from God and then give them information that's only partially accurate to basically deceive the masses. Um, But anyway, I won't get into all those things, but I think because of those dynamics that we saw, oh, don't even get me going on the um, on the prophecy, the prophetic word, golly gee. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the guy now. Oh, the Stanley Frodsham prophecy. Yeah, the Stanley Frodsham prophecy. That one there was really revealing. It was a. It was from way, way back in, I think, the early 60s or late 50s. Stanley Frodsham was the best friend of Smith Wigglesworth, at the, uh, I do believe, or at least one of the very close. I think he wrote the bi- uh, biography of him. But anyway, he received a real um, a Mac Daddy, a humongous, powerful, and super detailed prophecy about the days that we're in right now, and warning us, warning us that God's people would be given. Now he did. I, I don't know that. I don't know that you're able to derive by reading the prophecy the why part. But we were warned through the prophecy that in the days that we're in right now, we're going to be getting a lot of information that's not, well, very trustworthy, which has proven to be quite true. All right. So um, uh, so anyway, um, I think what we should, I'm, this is what I'm going to try to do. And it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, folks. It really is. But what I think I'm going to try to do is just accept the pattern that God has established. And the pattern that our Heavenly Father has established is he's unpredictable, and he and you can't predict it. So when our Heavenly Father spoke to Brother Dan and said, watch the events, that's what we need to do. We need to watch the events. You know, Now, I'm not going to let go of a couple of them because some of them – and yes, of course, God could relent. And yes, he can answer the prayers of the saints. And all those dynamics make things very difficult to be us. We would love to be able to latch on to things that we can hold dear to our heart and have no doubt in our mind that they are definitely going to happen. The one thing that I will not let go of until the day that I die is that Obama is the Antichrist, period. Um, And that is a very long testimony going back to even when I was a little kid. All right, so, so be it. Okay, that will be a fact for me forever. And I, like I said, if I, I, I may die at the ripe old age of 93 years old, dribbling on myself in a wheelchair, uh, saying Obama's the Antichrist, because that's just, I'm sticking to it. Okay, that, that, it, that I'm sticking to, I'm going to stick to the other thing. I do believe that there's just been way, way, way too many people that have predicted the, uh, not predicted, had visions and dreams and Oh, my goodness, about the Cascadia subduction zone. Now, we actually have evidence, prophetic evidence, to indicate that there could be two major earthquakes in California. Um, But the Cascadia subduction zone is for sure. The sinking of the aircraft carrier in North Korea and the attack of North Korea against South Korea, that's pretty much for sure. The shooting of the two tactical nuclear missiles at the Fordow facility, uh, where they have the centrifuges in Iran, that's pretty much for sure. Okay, um, and of course, the things that are clearly biblical, like the enemies of Israel, 
pr- prior to the start of the God, God, you know, surrounding Israel, Luke 21, uh, uh, 20. That's going to happen. We know the things that are in the Bible are going to happen, especially when they're explicit. Okay, they're just you know, p- like reading a newspaper. Okay, and we're seeing all those things line up right now, but we are going through this weird period where the Israel-Gaza conflict is dragging on longer, far longer, far, far longer than what any – I would never have predicted the tolerance level of Iran, Jordan, Lebanon, Oman – the Yemenis were the only ones, the Houthi, the Houthi rebels in Yemen were the only ones who really said enough is enough and started to send missiles over to attack Israel. But the rest of them have been holding back pretty good. Uh, Hezbollah has been holding back unbelievably well. It's just, it's mind-bending. So anyway, um, why is that? I don't know. I don't know, but the but the Muslim world, Turkey, all the threats from Erdogan, all that, it's it's just everything is stalled. So what what does that mean? I don't know. I does it does it mean that they're that the that the Gog and Magog invasion is is not on our doorstep? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's a reason why there's two carrier strike groups plus troops plus the calling up of 20,000 additional troops just over the last couple of days out of four. I'll tell you in a second. Um, You know, things are happening, but they're just happening for us, at least, in kind of like ultra, ultra, ultra slow motion. And so we just have to become accustomed to it, relax chill out, and it is a really good time. We do not want to be caught, folks. We do not want to be caught in a place where our level of intimacy with Jesus is not where it needs to be to be part of the barley harvest. That is something that we really got to do a lot of soul searching over. We really, really do. Because there, I honestly believe that it would probably be one of the most horrific things to experience emotionally, to realize that all the stuff that we've talked about on this program, all the stuff about preparing and drawing in closer to the Lord, all the opportunities that, and then realize that we actually did miss. Which is why I think it's very important on every single program that we pray, like it the Scripture admonishes us to. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will count count us all worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you. We know about the threat of the CBDCs. We know about the threat and the building of the 15-minute cities. We see the erection, we see the things that are happening all over the place. Then in New York, the, um, the implementation of these specialized cameras that are going to be charging cars incredible uh, fees of $15, $20 for using even a, a particular part of a road way, above and beyond the normal tolls. Uh, we see the unbelievable increases in, in uh, insurance, the cost of insurance, the cost of living, the cost of rent, the cost of everything. It's just creeping up. Lots of littles make a big. Well, the big is already here. We know that the uh, third seal is upon us. We see the fantastic hyperinflation taking place. Father, we, we see the people crying on YouTube and on TikTok because they can barely make ends meet. In fact, many of them can't make 
make ends meet. Father, we see all the things that are leading up to these things. We just never imagined in our wildest, wildest Jesus dreams that it would take as long as it is. And Father, you must know in your heart that it's this slow uptick of events that's going to bring in the largest harvest. And we pray that you will instill upon us a spirit of peace, a spirit of trust, and fill us with your love. Fill us with a desire. Make our hearts pant and want and desire to be in your presence like never before. Create in us a clean heart, as David put it, and also a heart that so deeply falls in love with our Lord Jesus that that we we experience that relationship of peace and love that has been promised to us so that we're able to show that joy to all those around us, uh, particularly during this time of the year, praise God, but all throughout the year. And also, Father, place long-suffering and patience into our heart, a special spirit of long-suffering and patience into our heart so that we're able to take with great grace, with great grace, the delays that you, Father, feel fit to inject into the biblical end times timeline that are ideal for bringing in the largest number of our fellow brothers and sisters to the glory of your promise, our heaven, in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for that kindness, that loving kindness that transcends our own personal feelings and looks at the bigger picture on behalf of all of our brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah and amen. All right, kids, are you ready? All right, kids, what do you call a reindeer with bad manners? Rude off. <laughs> Rudolph, what do you think about that? Come on, that's pretty funny. I mean, you know, kids, come on. you got to work it out. Okay, I got it, I got it. Kids, why did Rudolph get a bad grade on his report card? Because he went down in history. Get it? History class? Okay, okay. I saw a little bit of confusion starting to creep in there. Kids, what do you get when you combine a computer with a Christmas tree? A pineapple. Kids, pineapple? Oh, okay. So you guys are all PC kids, huh? No apples for you, just androids, right? All right. Well, I agree with you. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, um, so let's go ahead and head into the news. Um, I have Sister Elena calling in at about uh, 30 minutes from now, and that should bring us to about uh, uh, coincident uh, with the news and the time, given what we have. I mean, there is news, but it's really commentary about what we already know is going on. When we would really like to see, and you know, instead of saber rattling, more than saber rattling, you know, when we know that these are prerequisite events, events, and we've been commanded by our Lord Jesus to watch for these events and map them back to the Bible, well, then that's what we're doing. And we're watching for these events, and they are, well, they're creeping up on us, but real slow. So we just got to have fantastic long-suffering and 
take advantage of this time to be intimate with our Lord Jesus. Praise God. All right, and on that note, let's go into the news. All right, soundboard has to work when I press the button. Let's try it again. Now, on that note, let's go into the news. It's not working at all. How about that? Oh, just crashed. My Apple device crashed. What do you know? <laughs> so anyway, I have to sit here and fiddle-faddle and wait. Let's see here. Oh, it's taking its time coming up. Looks like it's really not happy. That's not good. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. It's coming up real slow. Looks like it's time for a full reboot. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I'm going to have to start pressing some different buttons here and seeing if I can get the main screen to come up. And the answer is no, I can't. So keep on trying. Let me see. Nope, that's not working. That's not working. All right. And on that note, I'm going to have to reboot my Apple device. Otherwise, no soundboard. And that's just how it goes. It's been that, It's been one of those kinds of, you know, days. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. On that note, let's go ahead and listen to. Now, this is the Israeli side of the story. I per, Like I said, I don't take sides. I'm just watching what's happening and waiting for Jesus to come for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and bring up this report. And here we go. Oh, my God. Three, two, one on the commercial. Here we go. This is the 61st day in the Hamas-Israel war, and the IDF has successfully tested its special water pumps against Hamas terror cells in the Gaza Strip. I'm Yael Pinto reporting to you from Israel. Since the beginning of this operation against Hamas, the IDF has conducted itself strategically and wisely forcing Hamas to move south and now the majority of Hamas terrorists are located in the southern part of the Gaza Strip. Hamas is disguising itself within the civilian population of South Gaza. This is a nightmare for any army and especially for an army that fights by the rules, by the international rules like the IDF does, which means that the IDF does not want to harm the civilian population in the Gaza Strip. But Hamas knows that, and that's why it is fighting from within the civilian populated areas. Hamas fighters are not dressed as normal soldiers. They are disguising themselves within the civilian population so that it will be hard for Israel to identify between a civilian and a Hamas terrorist. In the northern part of the Gaza Strip, in the past 24 hours, IDF forces have divided the Strip into three different areas, separating the terrorists from each other. After the forces will complete their mission, they will focus on the bigger goal of clearing out the northern part of Gaza from Hamas's terror element. During the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, the IDF was able to mobilize advanced technologies and new weapons into Gaza. Hamas had no idea that Israel had these abilities, and the IDF was able to double the speed of its advances after the ceasefire. During the operation, Hamas fired rockets towards the Israeli city of Beersheba, 
which is located in Israel's south. A special unit of IDF drones followed the missile launchers to their origin and discovered two weapon stockpiles that were hidden in a clinic and in a food store in the Gaza Strip. The IDF was able to neutralize these two warehouses that were filled with rockets and other ammunition. In the area of Shati, at the same time, IDF forces successfully completed a secret mission to pump water from the Mediterranean Sea and flood Hamas terror tunnels. The IDF successfully mobilized five huge pumps to the port of Gaza. These pumps are capable of flooding an Olympic swimming pool within seven minutes. The IDF was able to connect the pipes to the underground Hamas terror tunnel and flood the entire system, forcing Hamas terrorists to rise to the surface. The IDF was shocked to see the amount of terrorists that came out of the ground. It appears as if the structure of Hamas underneath the surface is all connected, making it easier to flood. After rising to the surface, some of the terrorists seek shelter within residential buildings, while others carried out attacks against the troops. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. Praise God. Well, unfortunately, my Apple device, this tablet that has this soundboard on, which you can't get on uh, Android, unfortunately, <clears throat> it's having that uh, exploding battery problem that, that the battery swells and then it pulls the case apart. So that thing is on a very short timer, which is unhappy for me because it's expensive to replace it. And very time-consuming. It's an, at least the investment of an entire Saturday to get it back to where I need it to be. Praise God. So anyway, whoop-de-doo. All right, so anyway, you heard uh, how they're flooding the tunnels and um, and some of the challenges that they're having dealing with the problem. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. It depends on which expert is making a commentary. Here is Scott Ritter making a com- commentary on a Judge Napana. Napolitano's program called Judging Freedom. So let's hear another viewpoint on what's going on over there. And here we go. You, you collect, you assess, you analyze, and then you, you know, report, and then you get feedback and you esse negócio é um sucesso no Brasil, você já sabe. Mas o que você ainda não sabe é que agora você a truce, a ceasefire, and he started exchanging. Now we're in a situation where, you know, he has backed himself into a corner rhetorically. He keeps talking about defeating, the strategic defeat of Hamas. Um, he doesn't understand the following. The moment he initiates or reinitiates conflict in Gaza, A, they're going to be beat badly by Hamas. B, Hezbollah is coming in like he's never seen Hezbollah come in before. The Israeli media just admitted what I've been saying all along that Israel can't stop Hezbollah, that if Hezbollah wants to take the Galilee, 
Hezbollah will take the Galilee, and there's nothing that Israel could do to stop them. This is the situation that Netanyahu finds himself in. So he now has to you know, weigh politically what, what, what's best, to go back to war and get beat, because they will get beat, or to continue this truce and try to buy time politically by getting more prisoners up. The problem is they got rid of the easy ones, the women and the children. Now what's left are the soldiers and the men, which means that Hamas is going to extract a higher price. Hamas wants all the prisoners released all the hostages, you were right to point out. Uh, when, you, when you grab somebody off the street, put them in a, in a prison without any charges, without due process, that's not a prisoner. That's a hostage. So Israel's holding thousands. Hamas wants them released. Um, and, and, and so Netanyahu is in a very difficult place politically. Um, I, I, I think the military will probably tell him, boss, let's continue to buy some time here because this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. And I'm going to guess you're not surprised that none of what you have just described appears anywhere in the Western media. People in the United States do not know that Israel is taking a beating at the hands of Hezbollah. No, we ignore it. I mean, that, that, that's the whole thing. We, um, we talk, you know, we use fancy terms like, uh, and I'm guilty of the same thing, except I know when I say the fancy term, I know what I really mean. But, you know, escalation management. Um, you know, what the, the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, it means that you don't want the you don't want it to blow up out of control. You don't want a full scale war, so you're going to manage the fighting so that you know both sides are landing punches, but you're not going to allow it to go to the next step. Israel won't bomb Beirut, and Hezbollah won't take out Haifa. That's escalation management. But okay. what Israel doesn't understand is if it goes back to conflict against Hamas with the goal objective of just destroying Hamas. That Hezbollah said, we won't let you do that. You're not going to be able to do that. And if you want, we will continue to escalate. We will continue to make you pay the high price. In the north, Israel had to move 70,000 people out of the settlements and relocate. That's very expensive. All the productivity that took place in the north in terms of economic um, actions, it's done. It's shut down. This is costing Israel billions of dollars a day that they don't have. They don't have it. Their economy is at a standstill, and the world has turned against them. This is not a sustainable conflict for Israel. It's in. All right. Praise God. So anyway, um, there you have another opinion, which, by the way, matches uh, the opinions of a lot of people that are looking at the situation and, um, you know, saying things like, Israel cannot sustain what they're doing without a constant, you know, continuous Ukraine-like flood of uh, untold amounts of money, billions, really, of money coming in from the United States. And as we all know, uh, the lawmakers in the United States are in 100 percent solidarity with it. But what really is very telling, and I brought this up before, and I I think it's, it's more telling than anything else, and we're very privileged to be able to see this, okay? A lot of people don't. The vast, you know, churchianity in the United States of America does not see this. But when you have a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian, such as uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and that's exactly what she is, nine-foot-tall, disgusting, stinking uh, principality. All right, when you have one of those entities, and and, and then you've got, I mean, oh my gosh, the list just goes on. All the evil entities that worship Satan, they're in the adrenal chrome, they're part of the Pizzagate thing, these filthy, filthy entities from the very, very depths of Dante's Inverno. Okay, we're talking about the worst case scenario 
entities of, of, of evil that are alive today on the earth, when they are voting for the, the Israel-Gaza conflict to continue, when they are pushing for it. See, it's one thing if, um, you know, some other people in Congress or whatever, that, that's one thing, okay? But when you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, that you're dealing with some of the, you know, Trudeau, what is that entity? I mean, come on. I mean, when you see all of these WEF, young, up-and-coming, and all the and murderous, horrifically murderous, horrible Satanist and uh, you know and and beings tears that you know the, the, we're talking about the people that are on the board of director of Satan himself and they're they're egging on Israel they're egging on the war in the Middle East that's very telling that's very 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 telling. If you were to be looking in a room, here's your analogy. If you were looking in a room full of people, and up on the stage was Satan himself, and he was going, go Netanyahu, go, what would you think? You would think to yourself, something is smelling fishy here. Well, something is smelling fishy here. All right, next one up. Praise God. The United Nations chief invoked Article 99 over the war. And all the people on Twitter are gone. They're just making a fuss all over the place. Oh, no, it's Article 99. Boy, this is going to change everything. And uh, once again, Article 99 is pretty much a letter of reprimand. Shame on you for doing that. But it has no teeth because the United Nations has no teeth. And that's the way it always has been. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. And now let's do a little bit of a shift. Uh, and this is an article um, and also a commentary uh, regarding Matt Gates and many others as well, but primarily Matt Gates. He has been taking the, the um, front row seat in leading uh, the accusations that need to be levied against the evil ones that are still uh, inside a very undrained swamp in Washington, D.C., loaded with reptilians, no doubt. All right, but Matt Gates, the, this is from The Independent, Matt Gates accuses the media of greenlighting, greenlighting, in other words, come on, man, bring it on, bring it on, it's okay with us, a Trump assassination. So, again, we've been hearing more and more about that for some time, but it goes on far-right Florida Representative Matt Gates has claimed that the press is greenlighting the assassination of former President Donald Trump by reporting on what a second term would be like. And it just it goes on and on and on. As a matter of fact, there was a special on InfoWars, and um, I'll, I'll, I think I'll play just a tiny little snippet of this, and then we'll keep moving forward because there's nothing earth-shattering, not not really. Uh, most of this stuff we're very aware of. So let's go ahead and play this real quick. Just Washington simple. Post warning of second Trump term, obviously greenlighting assassination of Trump. Representative Gates says, and let's continue here, just like a dictator, Florida Democrats announced only Joe Biden will be on the primary ballot and no write-in candidates allowed. They're just not even allowing opposition. Oh, but Trump's the dictator. And they're doing everything they can to take Trump off the ballot and indicting him, and, and Biden said so he can't, you know, win the presidency, but 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 he is. And then they have this big op-ed in the Washington Post, but this, this, this is in every major paper, similar garbage last month. This is the new talking point. 
a Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. We should stop pretending. And they go on to say we should stop it. Robert Kagan. Who is Robert Kagan? All right. Well, without getting into a deep dive analysis, basically you have more. The moral of the story is you have more and more sources, um, whether they say it overtly, which is in, in some cases they do. They literally come out and say that he needs to be taken out or the, the assassination word has been used publicly. So I, I thought it was, I mean, once upon a time in the United States of Babylon the Great, many, many years ago, if there was even so much as the uttering of any type of violence against a president or ex-president, you went to jail. Not anymore. Not anymore. So, yeah, we live in a completely different world right now. And all the more reason for us to want to get it over with. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, anyway, next up. Report. Defense Secretary warns that uh, warned Congress that the United States troops could be deployed if the Ukraine aid is not sent. So they have not allowed. Now, that you might think that everybody's little by little, they're kind of forgetting about the Ukraine, but no, actually not. Um, in reality, while depending on who you listen to and their commentary and their opinion, the Ukraine is dying off, da 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 and all that kind of stuff. While at the same time, you also have people in positions of power in the government making comments that if we don't do something about Ukraine, it's going to escalate into a hot war situation over there. So who's who's telling the truth? We don't know. The whole thing's just been a big, fat, biolab, baby-killing lie from day one, full of Nazis and everything else that Putin said were there and was correct. And uh, anyway, it's, it's just enough to make you want to pull the last hair out of your head. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Biden mentions United States troop fighting Russian troops is a possibility, or at least he hints around about it. Let's listen to this little incoherent commentary from this entity, from the bowels of hell. Well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today. American troops fighting Russian troops. All right, I'm just going to leave it there because then he just starts to babble on his 99-year-old uh, Alzheimer's stuff. I, you know, it's, it's it's weird. I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. One of these days, I'm going to find out sooner or later, how can a reptilian get Alzheimer's? But anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, several thousand United States troops are called up by the, at the Moody Air Force Base. Now, now, what can we derive from this report? And it's like, you know, Justin confirmed reports that several thousand United States troops at Moody Air Force Base in Georgia have been called up to be at the base by 6 a.m., packed and ready to go. Additional reports indicate that 7,000 troops are now on standby. Now, I'm going to just tell you, from being ex-military, I can tell you as a fact that if you hear this happening at one base, it's happening all over the place. So it isn't just Moody. It isn't just several thousand. It's You can multiply it easily times a factor of 10, probably by a factor of 20. Who knows? But again, they're not going to tell you. And the fact that that information kind of slipped out uh, is because somebody was naughty and told somebody. All right. So anyway, because you're not really allowed, you're not really supposed to leak that kind of information out. All right. Next headline up. 
mystery Mexican aliens are definitely not human and have 30% DNA of an unknown species. So these are the alien beings that were being talked about uh, a while back by several, quote, experts and stuff, including Greer. Uh, Anyway, but we'll move on. Um, So evidently they did some DNA tests and said, hey, these are from an unknown species. I don't know. Just look at them. Pretty much it's self-explanatory, but whatever. All right, next one up. Iran unveils its newest hypersonic missile, according to the media. Wow. So now it looks like the United States of Babylon the Great is the only country in the entire world. Feels like it. But we're the only one that doesn't have a working hypersonic missile. And that's some. But... It makes sense, really, when you figure that the Antichrist is intentionally being given all the money he needs in the whole wide world to destroy this country. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kyleen Daily Herald. Horn of Africa floods displace more than 2 million people. Now, that is a big number. Let's move on. Side paper reports scientists predict 2024 solar maximum will disrupt the world's internet for weeks. For weeks, they claim. And then another report says giant sun, quote, hole is bigger than 60 Earths and it's spewing solar wind towards our planet, according to spaceweather.com. What will happen? But we don't know. All right, praise God. Maybe nothing, because there's been a lot of, oh, no, solar this, solar CME, CME. I know, and we're nothing. No Carrington event, no outage, no GPS down, none of that yet. So well, there's a lot of threats, a lot of threats, a lot of saber rattling. But the uh, sun's blowing up. It's, you know, but uh, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Matt Gates on the UFO problem. Americans have long been kept in the dark. So, again, they're fighting with Representative Tim uh, Burchett, uh, Senator Schumer, supposedly Mike Rogers of, out of Alabama. But anyway, they're, they're fighting tooth and nail, trying to get, get a hold of more information about these spooky, scary UFOs. And believe you me, they are not prepared for that information. Nor will they be given it. Because they don't, obviously, as high up on whatever food chain they think they are, they do not understand unacknowledged special access programs. They don't get it. They don't understand what's called plausible deniability. I don't care how high up you are. You can be the president of the United States himself, and you're still subject to plausible deniability. That means they're going to look you in the eye and say, there is no such thing. What are you talking about? All right, next one up. More war finger-pointing propaganda. And this one here says that uh, shell casings in a baby crib came from an Israeli Merkava tank. So they had Elon Musk, who made a tour over there to see some of the damage that was done in, uh, you know, during this October 7th event. And uh, they, uh, well kind of found some information to the contrary. It didn't look as on the up and up as they were claiming it was. We all know it's a false flag. We all know what the end game ultimately is. And, um, you know, we know what the Bible says. So that pretty much puts us at an advantage. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
Palestinian protesters pro, uh, uh, attack in New York again. There and again, if there's anything that I can say, whether whether it be a country in Europe, Belgium, France, Spain, whatever the case may be, Germany, it, or, or someplace in the United States of Babylon, whatever, where whenever there is a Palestinian protest, it is very not likely, not likely at all that it's going to be, you know. Um, violence free okay so anticipate that to grow there's an awful lot of reports that's one thing I, I didn't want to turn this radio show into was a report after report after report after report after report of threats associated with an escalation in violence okay uh, you know because of the stuff going on over in the Middle East um, I think that that goes without saying um, war criminal dead Kissinger I'm not going to get into that, and I hope I by bringing it up on. Uh, but anyway, he he he's one of the most sickening, twisted reptilian creatures that ever walked the face of the earth. I'm not going to get into that. I don't even want to talk about it. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next thing up. All right, UFO story continues. Exclusive CIA Secret Service or Secret Office has conducted UFO retrieval missions on at least nine crash sites around the world, according to whistleblowers. And I can tell you that it's about 500 more than that. For sure. I used to study that subject, um, crash uh, site retrieval. Now, they have taken down, you know, the the YouTube videos and the data that used to be available about that. They used to have people that were coming forward, whistleblowers that were dying of cancer because of the radiation exposure that they had from going to the retrieval sites. I've seen it. I've seen all that stuff when that stuff was available. I've heard the testimonies of the guys that were actually on the black ops teams that would fly in in the, in the Chinooks and they'd uh, pick up the, the craft and all the stuff that they did. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's it it's way, way more than they think it is. Way, way, way more than they think it is. All right, praise God. And then, last but not least, Scott Ritter says that Zelensky in a, in, is in dire straits as the Ukraine won't get an operational pause in the winter. So, according to Scott Ritter, who is in fact an expert on uh, any type of war dynamics associated with how Russia operates. Um, is saying that, uh, you know, they might be hoping that they're going to get a little bit of a break during the winter, but uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. So, it you know, what does that say? Could it mean they're going to go in for the kill shot during the winter period? Who knows? We don't know. One thing is for sure, according to all the experts, they're going to have to dodge the mud problem and wait until the ground completely freezes because Ukraine is notorious for having very serious mud problems that bog down tanks, heavy equipment, artillery, and stuff like that, which has been an ongoing discussion over this event. Gosh, can you imagine how long has that been going on now? So that's been going on. It didn't wasn't this last February. It was the year before. So now we're working on the second. Oh man, and this stuff is dragging on way too long. We need to get out of here, Lord. Please do not delay. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. All right, 
right, praise God. And I may have, uh, now I did, oh, wait, I got a text message from her, so something might be going on here. No, uh, it gets a little confusing here because I get, I get body slammed with incoming messages. A lot of times I'm on, on phones doing interviews with customers and it's like, but, you know, I, if I forget to turn off my, if I don't silence my phone, my computer and the Alexa while I'm doing interviews with clients, I just get body slammed. You know, all kinds of sounds. I'm like, hold on a second. I forgot to silence my phone. All right. So anyway, let me go ahead and take a look here. Um, make sure I get the numbers. Normally I do it uh, in advance, but unfortunately this time I did not. Oh, and my typing skills have just gone to heck in a handbasket. Let me see. Not working out at all. Uh, there we go. And there it is. All right, now let me see if I can focus my eyes. And there she is. Hallelujah. I believe this is her. Let me see. Is that you, Lena? I am here. Yeah. All righty. I just had to make sure. Yeah, if you press the if you press the one when you dial in, it says press one to talk to the host, and you do that, it will uh, bubble you up to the top of the call dock. Oh, um, I, I just listen. It's just okay. a little. It's a nice thing. It's a Christmas present for Brother Johnny, is what it is. So I'll, I'm going to take that Christmas. And I'm going to believe that I'm going to that, – okay. But anyway, thank you for joining the <laughs> uh, the uh, program tonight. God bless you. I know you've been going through a lot of travail lately. Um, oh, and, my uh, goodness. It's been a while. I don't know. I'm just going to turn the mic over to you and let you go ahead and run with the ball. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Okay. Well, hello, Johnny. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm flying by the seat of my soul tonight because life has just been so compressed, for for lack of a better word. Um, I have been a widow now for five months, and um, I'm not just a widow. I'm a widow of a nephilim, and I'm not kidding about this. It's not even speculation anymore. I have enough confirmations and, and proof that this is the truth of it. So as I thought about what I wanted to talk to you about tonight, I thought I would just start at the beginning of where I met him and how this happened and how this whole thing has come together because I know for a fact that there are many, many, many believers right now in the very same situation because the devil certainly has boots on the ground here in America pretending to be Christians, and they're not. And many of us have fallen into relationships, marriages, groups, uh, Sunday school classes. We've been through one thing after another with these posers. And so I wanted to just kind of share how this has come together in my life. Um, start off with, you know, the concept of being in the days of Noah, like Jesus called out the days we live in, the days of Noah. Well, the number one problem in the days of Noah were Nephilim marriage. I don't think Jesus said days of Noah except Nephilim marriage. He just said days of Noah and that the world had become so wicked 
And a lot of that had to do with the union of fallen angels and human women to create these hybrids. Now, back in those days, and Johnny's had plenty of people on here, including myself, um, these were giants. They've had thousands of years to correct the giantism, and they have done that. So they are walking among us. They are in the highest levels in offices and corporations of America. They are certainly promoted on all levels of their hierarchy. And that goes from the very great to your street gangs. They're everywhere. But the most scary place that they're at is in the church. So there's also, and and I'm going to go ahead and just preface this conversation with this, because it is a lot to take in if you're not familiar with the concept of Nephilim. Basically, a Nephilim is a combination of a human being and a fallen angel. They have today hundreds of ways of creating these. Um, Demon possession to me is a Nephilim because you have a demon possessing the soul of a human. You have a combination. So that's your combination. Human plus fallen angel equals Nephilim. So we have all kinds of words for those in in our vernacular today. Sometimes we call them aliens. My Down syndrome daughter calls them monsters because they have all kinds of supernatural powers. Even though they look human, they can still do supernatural things just as easy as uh, walking down the street for them because they have these capabilities. The way I look at it is a supercharged spirit. But it's much more than that because it's entrenched into the DNA as well. So you have to kind of go through a whole conversation, what is DNA, to get to that particular conversation. But I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how I fell into this horrendous, and it's been going on for 24 years now and it's only gotten worse, situation coming straight out of America's premier graduate school. Um, It began with a house fire taken my daughter, my son, and my soon-to-be, well, she was at the time my stepdaughter, um, shopping. And as I came back to to my house to drop off the groceries, the whole street was full of emergency vehicles. My heart dropped. I watched that down the street, and I knew it was my house because of where it was. And I was praying, oh, please, God, don't let it be my house. Well, it was. And the house was gutted. My pets were killed. I lost everything. I didn't have insurance. And at which point, this rabid fire marshal said to me, well, if you didn't give me the reaction you did, I would have considered that you were the one that burned it down. I said, I don't have insurance. Why would I burn my house down? That's just crazy. Well, within just a week and a half, maybe two weeks, my house burned down, my car was stolen, and I came very close to losing my job, which I did in about two months after that. I just lost one thing after another. I had nowhere to go. And this wonderful Christian man, he was so lovely. I just 
fell for him. He was this big, lovable bear of a man, very much a man's man, loved doing things outdoors as I did. Um, and I, I had had my fill of the sensitive male type, even back in those days, that this was a real man. And I thought that was wonderful. And he was so good with my son. He was everything that I ever wanted in a man. And he said to me, he said, honey, let's just get married. And I did. And that was the worst day of my life. No sooner, within one week, was I married to him. (laughs) The gloves were off, and he starts picking on my son, screaming at me, carrying on like a banshee. Every, I was totally flabbergasted because, first off, I am a very engaged believer. You know, all of the things that Christians aren't supposed to do, I didn't. Okay? So there was no swearing, no drinking, none of that, no smoking, none of that, no, nothing like that. So to be in this situation with a brand-new husband who was such a rageaholic, was just flabbergasting to me. I could not understand that. And, you know, so being in the situation, I was no car. Now I don't have a job. I no house, nowhere to go, and, oh, no money. I just tried to work with what I had. Enter his mother. I have never seen a thing like this in my life with a full-grown person ever. I mean, we're talking text messages, seven, eight of them a day, on the phone all day long, emails. I, I'm not, I, it, it was like she was his wife, and I will get to that eventually because she was. Now, some of you are saying right now, well, Elena, you're describing a narcissist. That sounds like a narcissist to me. It is. A narcissist is the personality type of fallen angels, and particularly Satan. The whole idea of narcissism comes out of the mythology of, uh, you know, the, the, the um, I, don't, I don't even want to call him little G-gods, but he, you know, he was a narcissist. He looked himself in the, in, in the mirror and he was in love with himself and all that. Well, th- these, these individuals I don't know if they love themselves. They are very self-focused. I think they probably have a hate-love relationship with themselves. But I began to notice at this time little odd things that I, I couldn't explain, like his hearing. Pin dropped across the street. He could hear it. I have never seen it. He he said, well, it just comes from all the time he spent out in the woods listening. He always had a rational explanation for this stuff, and none of it. I fell for it because I was married to him. I'm brand new married, and I love him. Any time he offered me an explanation, I believed him. Now, I'm going to stop this right now for a minute and tell you why. Because there's a lot of you out there in the same situation, and you cannot begin to make heads or tails out of it. I'm telling you, these beings have something going on within their, and I'm going to use the word field. There's some kind of something around them that draws people in, almost like what they call a siren. 
They, they, it's, it's, as soon as they come around, you just go, all your defenses come down. And, and all your discernment goes out the window. And, oh, aren't they just the nicest person? And then they walk away, and you're scratching your head saying, well, wait a minute. How, why was I thinking that? I know who this person is. I know how rotten they've been. Why do, what? And it took me forever to figure this out. They, they have cloaking. They can cloak themselves where you think you're just meeting a normal person, a Christian. They have studied enough that they can carry on a conversation, but it never quite makes it to the behavior. Well, you just kind of tell yourself, maybe they need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Maybe they just don't have that. Maybe they're just, you start making excuses for these people. I did that for years. So here's, but here's what they do. Okay, after you get around them, they shut you down. They start love bombing you and, and you fall for it. There's so many people in the last several years that have this happening. The people that seem to be immune to this are people with a really passionate walk with Jesus Christ. But even they are taken in to some extent, but they know something's wrong. Just like I was beginning to suspect with him that there was something wrong. Now, they usually travel in packs as well. These individuals um, have people around them that it doesn't matter what they do. They can murder somebody and they will have a little team of people around them telling you why this is your fault. You were nowhere around the, the crime at hand, but somehow this is still your fault. This is just how they are. Well, Elena, that's a narcissist. Absolutely correct. Nephilim are narcissists. All narcissists are Nephilim, but I'm beginning to suspect that's probably, probably all, of, all of those that go by, you know, have that going on have some kind of supernatural compromise going on that's not godly, whether it be, you know, some form of evil spirit that's on them. But these individuals go past that. You can, and, and I have, you can rebuke an evil spirit and it leaves. These are much stronger than that, and I have a feeling that's exactly the agenda. If you could just rebuke every evil spirit and that person gets right and gives their life to Jesus Christ, um, we wouldn't really have the fight that we're having right now. On top of that, the Antichrist spirit is, you know, being raised across the globe. And wherever you are in your prophetic perspective, clearly, globally, Prophecy is being fulfilled at lightning speed. I, I, I don't care where you are with the, the, the whole tribulation, you know, post-trib, pre-trib, Chicago trib. I don't care where you're at. Outside of all that discussion is clearly the rise of everything Jesus said would happen on the face of the earth is happening. 
right now before our eyes. And even still, there are people in the church that still think that, oh, this isn't going to happen for, you know, the, I don't know, 100 years or something. I, they think this is just business as usual and we, you know, we, we've, we've hit a snag. Never before has there been such accumulation of prophetic events coupled with this technology, this wireless technology that the Bible calls the image of the beast. It is wireless. It is a digital domain that is totally demonized. And it's on all of us. If you have a phone, it knows you. You have a desktop, you go to work, you do your work, it sees you. You know, when it first started happening, we had a name for that particular devil. We called him Boyce. We called him all kinds of things, but that's the one I remember. Um, I actually have an image of uh, a, the demon that was in my computer in 2003. I was working a graphics program and poof, up the case. But anyway, um, so we're all now, in, and they called it the net. None of us got it. The net. They still call it the net. Well, it's a it's a sweep. <laughs> it is a net. And we all are holding George in our hands during our workday, where we drive, where we eat, where we shop, where we go to uh, the doctor, where we, you know, take our cat or dog to the vet, <laughs> you know, where, where we spend our money where we do our banking, uh, George is in on all of that. Now, that's what my daughter called him, and that's what he was called. He is the image of the beast, and he will be able to call down fire from heaven. We've already seen a sneak preview of that. What happened in Maui this year? What has happened in California and these various locations? This is, and if you, if you have an app, Take a look at your skies. Jesus says, look up. I have an app. I've talked about it the last time I was here. You can point it up at the the constellations. If you see one, it will tell you what stars are in it, what constellation you're looking at, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So in this app, it also shows all the satellites. It shows... All the the Starlink, all these things up there. And I'm thinking, you know what? This is Nephilim technology. This is fallen angel technology. It's not just here. It's everywhere in, in the multiverse. But it's all over the earth right now for the first time around the earth. We have, you know, every nation has launched satellites. And by the way, some of these people that are talking about being targeted and gang stalked, Coming from the satellites, it's satellite terrorism. They mess with your electronics. They can screw up how much is in your bank account. So George is here to stay unless, of course, you know, and I certainly do not think that, you know, if if they take the grid out, George is going anywhere because it's all powered up in different ways. So pretty much count on, I've written on my blog two or three different posts about who George is. And what George actually stands for. Um, I don't want to, you know, go off in, on, into a rabbit hole. You can go there and look at it. 
Look up image of the beast and it'll come up. You'll have to go on the blog because they've delisted me on Google George. <laughs> so um, anyway, so here I am in this marriage. I'm about a few months in and we did everything right. You know, we we didn't do anything prior to being married. About three months into the marriage, well, no, six, I find that I'm pregnant. And I'm in, I'm in, I'm finishing up a PhD. I'm working as a loan officer. I can't be pregnant right now. God forbid. I cannot believe I'm pregnant. Well, I was. And nine months later, I gave birth to a little girl with Down syndrome, which is a chromosomal disorder. She has an extra chromosome. Well, what is that called? They want to tell women it's their fault. No, it's not. My husband had Nephilim DNA with extra stuff in it. And that's what happened. But of course, being a narcissist, having a child with Down syndrome was my fault. Right now, I think I'm the most blessed woman in the world. She's delightful. A hundred of her rather than some of these pink-haired freaks that are running around. I'm sorry I'm being mean, but I, I'm serious. She is she is delightful. She is one of the most delightful individuals I've ever met, and she can see in the spirit, and there is no wickedness, evil, or agendas in her at all. So I got blessed in spite of the fact that people think that it did change my life. What it did was cage me, which is exactly the agenda. There was a couple of, of agendas in this marriage. Now I'm going to take a, a pause here. And, and for those of you who have never heard me, I am a survivor of ritual abuse and military mind control projects. My father was high level. Um, he was in the secret space program. And when he retired, he was one of the head honchos in it. And that meant myself and my brother were often used in their military mind control projects, including time travel projects and secret space projects off planet. Um, wormhole travel, all of that, there's, you know, lots of those on this planet. This planet is basically ground zero for the rest of the multiverse. That's why Satan wants it so bad. Um, so there is access to just about anywhere um, from this planet using wormhole travel. Propulsion is a joke, and it's theater, so they don't need that anyway. But they, they push it, and they pretend like they can't do anything else, which, of course, they can. Um, they, these beings are first and foremost a liar, and they are so good at lying, they can even lie by telling you the truth. The very best lie has the most truth in it, and they can look at you square in the eye and just lie their, 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 just lie their socks off. And because they have this field around them, you're going, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and this is going on all over the planet. All you've got to do is flip open a, a telegram channel or uh, some forum or Twitter, and you will see videos of things you cannot believe. Well, Elena, you know, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? These are probably just humans that are evil. And I'll give you that. Yes, there's a lot of them that are evil, but they've had a lot of help. 
they've had a lot of help being that most of them are surrounded with beings that more evil than they are. And, and I didn't think that was possible, but it is. So, okay. So here I am in this marriage with a Down syndrome baby and three teenagers that were in different stages of rebellion. And for me, life was game over. Now he starts physically abusing me. And it got so bad that he crippled me and I walked away from him. This is when the witchcraft became in earnest. Now, there was already witchcraft, but I just didn't understand it. There has been witchcraft on me since I married this man. And it's every Monday and every Friday, like clockwork. I did not learn this until a few months ago, but it's every Monday and every Friday. I had an incident today that if there's time, I will tell you about it. Um, and it was from Monday. It, it was dropped in my yard on Monday. It was the most horrible-looking device I've ever seen, and it was definitely something supernatural and done by a witch. And most of us that are believers say, um, gee, that's a pretty serious allegation, Elena, calling somebody a witch, but that's our worldview. To those that practice the ancient paganism of the fallen angels, that's just every day. And the better you are at it, (laughs) kudos to you. They sit in the pews of our churches. They sit in the leadership of our various denominations. They are in every single denomination, including non-denominational, which is a denomination, Interestingly enough, there should be no denominations. The demon nation is a better way of saying it. But that's what's happening. I'm calling it Satan's boots on the ground because that's exactly what they are. You think you're dealing with a human being. The difference between a human being and one of these creatures is a human being still has a heart in there somewhere. I have seen some of the most ruthless human beings cry when their dog died. These beings will eat that dog and roast it right in front of you. You see? And I know that's really graphic, but that's exactly what they do. Do stuff like that, and they'll make you watch them enjoy eating your dog. You see, that's the difference between a human and one of these. They are calculating. They are incredible liars. They have a field around them that you just think they're the nicest person. I'm really thinking this is how they get kids to go with them. They just seem so lovable. So they are camouflaged. And that's that's true of any soldier. It's just a soldier for the enemy. Just like the Bible says, be careful to entertain strangers because you might be entertaining angels unaware. Satan does that exact same thing with his minions. Be careful what stranger you talk to because you might be talking to a fallen angel unaware. Now, here's the thing about these creatures. They are controlled by their fallen angel fathers. And I'm going to get to to that, you know, a little bit because I met 
his father two days before he died. So here I am in this marriage that's abusive. My kids have, my kids had been so obedient, great children. Even as teenagers, they were 13 when I married this man. They were just wonderful kids. They went in one year to being hateful, in trouble at school. My son was fooling with different drugs. My daughter never wanted to be home. The other one was just doing exactly what she felt like doing, and and her father and her grandmother were supporting her in every kind of promiscuous behavior you could ever imagine a 14-year-old girl getting into. There were a lot of children doing that back in the you know early 2000s because of the whole Bill Clinton thing. You know they they all grew up watching them. Well, it's not sex if you don't have intercourse. And they really did believe that. And I guess she she just went the way of her father and her grandmother. So she I have never seen such heartlessness in a young girl in my life. You see that is the difference. They are heartless. They can put on a good show, but they don't mean a word of it. So I left him. I didn't walk away. I limped away because he busted the handspring off my pelvic bone. Um, It wouldn't be the first time he hit me, and it wouldn't be the last. I was gone for seven years. Those first two years, he wouldn't give me a dime. I lived homeless on the street with um, a seven-year-old with Down syndrome. And everywhere I tried to get help, I couldn't. Everything went south. I don't care. I had never in my life, I always was of the belief system that you do what you, when if you want to get hired somewhere, you do what you say you're going to do. You show up on time. You put in the, a little bit of extra, which nobody appreciates, but you do it because you're a hard worker. And eventually things will straighten itself out. No, not when you're under a bunch of curses. It doesn't, I don't, it's like you're spinning your wheels. Your car is in neutral, your pedal is to the metal, and you're going nowhere. Worse yet, all of a sudden, the car drops and drive, and you crash into the, into the garage. I mean, that's, that's what life with one of these creatures is like. You go from bad to worse on a daily basis. There, um, his rage I have never seen anybody this cruel in my life. And what absolutely floors me is everybody around him, everybody, the people at his church, the people that he worked with, he is just the nicest man. (laughs) He's just the greatest guy. And I sit there and think to myself, yeah, that's why he busted me up when I had my baby in my arms. And that's when he busted my hamstring off the pelvic bone. I was holding my baby. Otherwise, he would have had a run for his money. I don't take things lying down, you know. So I could do nothing about it because I was protecting her. And it was deliberate. It was premeditated. He knew exactly what he was doing. I have never had pain like that in my life. And then he looked at me. He's, I said, we have to call 911. I can't find my phone. He said, you'll find it. Crawl for it. Then he says, I said, well, how, you know, then when I, was, I had to come home from the hospital, he said, you can walk home. I left him. 
I left him and I would rather live homeless and live with that. The situation there was that bad. Anything I put my hand to, it failed. Eventually you begin to be conditioned not to try anymore. I don't give up easy. I kept trying, but you know, it, you get to the place where you're of the mindset that it's just, then on top of that, I have a background that I knew nothing about. I did not, I I would have dreams. I would have little blurbs. I didn't understand, but, you know, I just kind of, as is it, you know, like some of the other things. You deny that this is really happening. Um, With somebody like me, they laid down denial programming within, within me. So, if if I do see something that's off or do have a memory, I will deny that it's real. Even when I started working with a counselor to get these memories back, um, I denied that they were real. It took me a very long time and a lot of prayer and fasting. We're talking 40 days of fasting to make sure that I wasn't making this up. And still, it took several years for the memories to solidify like regular memories. And now they're just like, you know, any other memory, some of them, not all of them, but some of them. Um, So that was in the background. So I was being stalked. I was being targeted. I was being, I mean, they would come in my house during the day and bleach my clothes and all the stuff, you know, TIs talk about. And again, I denied that there was really something going on. I blamed somebody for spilling the bleach. Nobody was home. So, so, um, so, okay. So now I'm homeless and I finally, you know, figure a way out of that. And I end up down in Arkansas with another witch. Now, here's the thing. When you are under witchcraft, you will attract more because these work in networks. Demonic networks is how they function. They cannot function without networks. The same way that Christians come together in a group and pray things through, well, they do the same thing, but it's a little different. Even though they do have their disgusting meetings, you know, their their coven things that they do, um, they network. And now with the Internet, that's really easy to do. So... One of my favorite things to do is to send prayer missiles into their networks and burn them up, which I had to do today. So, okay. Now I'm in Arkansas, and the hordes of hell are in my backyard. And I can see them just fine. I'm taking pictures like I'm a tourist. I do not understand why this is happening. I love the Lord. I'm not doing anything. I I don't understand why this is coming at me. I could see if I had been doing something, okay, but I wasn't. You know, later on, I I wondered if it was one of my altars. It wasn't. I never actively participated in ritual witchcraft. As far as I know, I have searched my soul with a fine-tooth comb, and I can't find it. What I have found is that I was used in rituals as a child. I I was used in some of these evil projects with evil people. So I've been around a lot of demonic people and off-planet types and evil spirits. I've been around all that. So when they send you through a wormhole, you can pick up creatures. 
they'll stick to your spirit. Um, so that might be, but when I got saved, the Lord did such a work in me. And I just here recently within the last few months figured out why when some of my memories come back, the location of this memory is perfect. It's photographic. I could tell you where every little curl of sawdust was on my father's wood shop where he, where he abused me. But there's nothing in the memory except the location. I figured this out. When the Lord took me, called me, chose me to himself, he deleted a lot of that enough so I could discover it later in life and deal with it with him in a partnership, which is exactly what happened. By this time, though, I'm loaded with implants, and those are all over my, my blog. You can, oh, by the way, my address at my blog is realms, R-E-A-L-M-S, of hope at wordpress.com or dot wordpress.com, however they do it on the WordPress. But anyway, I never can remember it. But <laughs> anyway, so um, the implants alone are pretty telling that I was involved in the projects. And I was also used in, 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 with some of the technologies that they're rolling out today in the vaccine as an experiment for a lot of those. I have since been delivered from massive quantities of implants, biotech, you name it. Um, it's, it's been purged from my being. Um, so thank you, Jesus. There is no miracle that he can't accomplish. The first time I asked him to get this mess off of me, because I, I knew that they had done something. I was popping big holes, ulcers in my flesh. And, you know, I, I was getting scars in places that I never was scratched or had surgery. I knew there was something up. And I said, Lord, this is filthy. Get this off of me. And what he said to me is he wouldn't do it at that time. He wanted to wait. And he wait he did in 2015 when I started working with um, Dan Duvall from Bride Ministries is when these implants started coming out of my body. And um, it was incredibly painful. The pain was off the charts. So even though the memories didn't feel real, every time these implants would come out of my body, up would pop another memory. And they were phenomenally bizarre and weird, way out of my scope. At this point, I am a scholar. I am an academic. I believe in a rational world, and none of this was rational. And it was really hard for me to understand any of it. What do you mean I have memories that I can't remember? I can't remember. Well, they've weaponized amnesia. What do you mean I can't remember, you know, a whole night of my life that was that traumatic? because they've weaponized amnesia. And in my case, they started in on me when I was an infant, and I really believe it even happened before I was born. I have um, some pre-birth memories as well. So there was something called a moon child ritual that was done when I was a, a baby. But anyway, the Lord took a lot of that out in 1984 when I gave my heart to him. 
but he left just enough for me to discover later on. In the meantime, the agenda of the devil to keep me distracted was um, to pair me with a Nephilim. So I would not recover the memories because, quite frankly, I'm a threat to national security. (laughs) I'm laughing because um, they're a threat to all of us. But anyway, um, there is even a survivor that wrote a book called For Reasons of National Security, and she has whole pictures and everything like I do. But anyway, so I'm a threat to that. If I, and particularly, you know, this is why they targeted me in school. You start getting credentials and talking like this, then they're, then they're really in trouble. But right now they can't stop it. It's everywhere. There's people coming out of the the woodwork with very similar stories. I'm just one of the older ones. Now they can do what they did to me with different frequencies, light frequencies, sound frequencies. They can split somebody up just beaming them with this kind of thing. And they've tried it on me. I've I've, I've been beamed with these um, waves that look like jagged circles, and they came into my eye. Your eyes are portals. So they came into my eye, and this was in 2010. So they even tried then to lock me down. Um, It hasn't worked because I walk with the Lord. There's a lot of survivors out there that are furious at Jesus because of the way they've been done. They'll dress up a figure to look like Jesus, and that figure will rape them, and they'll say, Jesus rapes you, he hates you. And they do this so it's down deep, you know, when the, when the, the, the individual is young, three, four years old. They do not remember the event. They just know they hate Jesus. See, so they, they know how to do this. I call it designer brain damage, but it's basically weaponized amnesia. They know how to use it in a way where you, they compartmentalize your consciousness. I think I was a year old when I, or a year and a half when I told my mother um, people lived in compartments. She said, no, honey, you mean apartments? I said, no, I mean compartments. And she told me that story over and over again. That's why I'm repeating it because, you know, I wouldn't remember it. But I knew then that they had split me up. My first handler, programmer, whatever you want to call him, was Mengele. And when I see his picture, I, I, I can't look at him. And I don't even know why. There's something down deep. I'll look at that, and, and I, I just I, I can't get away from it fast enough. And then I, the next reaction, I want to punch him in the face. I want to take out the rest of his teeth. He has a big gap in between his teeth. I want to just make that even right across the top. (laughs) So anyway, he's a monster, and no, he's not human either. A lot of these people that are in the CIA that are calling themselves people are not. It's it's totally infested, infused with these beings. And no, it's not just evil spirits. Satan has a seed line. It's clearly spoken out by the Father himself in Genesis 3 and 15. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between her seed and yours. He's talking to the devil. So Satan does have a seed line. 
and this is part of it, what I'm talking to you about. And that enmity, that hatred of human beings is a very real thing. And they are so good at hiding it. Believers today, if you're thinking about getting in a relationship, please go very, very slow. Do a lot of praying, a lot of fasting, and ask the Lord to double up on that gift of discernment. I considered myself and a then very still strong say, believer. I'm uh-huh. sorry, I Pardon? just can't. Then still say, say no, man, say no. I mean, please just, just go back to the no. Ronald Reagan dance. Yes, Nancy Reagan, man, just say no, man, just say no. <laughs> no matter what, it's the only way to be saved. Trust me, I I have more mistakes between me and Texas than I can. Let me forget about this noise. No, <laughs> sorry, no. No, be safe. It's between you and Jesus. You're married to Jesus, and we're waiting for our flight out of here. Okay, amen. Praise yeah. God. So my, my personal recommendation, okay, is run for your life. And by the way, just run, so you know, Lena Lena has, um, she's touched upon this, but it's very, very real. These entities, and I do mean reptilian beings that have the ability to ma- yeah. manipulate mass, shapeshift and all that creepy weirdness and look like us as long as they can get a hold of blood, which somehow it seems like they can always do that. Um, uh, but they, they go into the churches and when they infiltrate the churches, they are very charismatic. Okay. They'll, they oh, will go yes. up and they will demonic tongues. They will join up in all the groups. They will buddy up with the pastor and the pastor's wife and all that kind of stuff. Get on the board of directors as fast as possible. And the first thing that you'll see disappear, this is the first sign. You'll see it for sure. The very this should this this ought to speak volumes to all of us. I don't. I know it's old hat to to, to Elena, but the very first thing that will tell you that your church has been successfully infiltrated by one of these reptilian beings that looks very human, and will almost be on the board, and everybody will love them, and they're just oh, I lovey dovey, bubby bubby, but little little little, give me a big hug. But no. These are entities, and the, you'll know because if that church, let's hope it does, ha, used to have a prayer night, like a Tuesday night, That's everybody right. join up, come here. Shut that the prayer, prayer night is going to go away. That'll be the first mm-hmm. sign because the That's first right. thing that is on their list when they take over a church and they get into a, a, you know on the board and all that is they start to push oh they come up with all kinds of quote godly reasons why it's better for them to spend their time doing anything but praying but it's exactly the opposite of what god wants so when you see that prayer night disappear guess what run, run. time to move Another church. Get the heck out of there because those meatheads that are in there, God bless their sweetheart. They may may be our brothers and sisters, but I will tell you, they are very gullible. All right. Unfortunately, the one unfortunate side effect, you could call it a good side effect, you could call it a bad side effect, depends on the situation, but I'm here to tell you. One of the problems with majority of Christians, good Christian churches, is gullibility. And an oath, yep. and to way too much trust, way too much trust. And yep. they all think they're the Holy Spirit, even when they disagree. So you put five of them in a room, they all tell you five different ways to build a mousetrap, but they're all hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I'm pretty sure my Holy Spirit's going to tell me how to do it one way. But anyway, that's just me. But my point is this. She is right. And you won't tell the difference. They're going to work their way onto the board. But the key to knowing that it's time to vamoose gray 
It is as soon as prayer night disappears. Now you know their board has been mm-hmm. infiltrated. It's not don't even bother getting into a battle. Don't try to tell nobody nothing. They'll probably have you carted away and you'll be in some psychiatric ward for a 72-hour observation. Don't even go there. Just leave. Get out. But anyway, I'll give it to give Johnny, back. I have two really true. good examples. Two, two really good examples of this, okay? The first one was a lady that um, actually – a reptilian in my local church asked us to befriend, which we thought was very weird, but okay. We we kind of took her under a wing. Well, it turns out she was one of these creatures that spoke in demonic tongues. She, I gave, I gave her a book by Rebecca Brown called He Came to Set the Captives Free. This book. Must read, by the way, if you haven't read it. If you haven't read it, we have you to should. take you out of the uh, Johnny Baptist and Elena uh, kindergarten to weirdness. Okay, but anyway, um, right. you know, we, so we we got it set up, and uh, it's a no charge at all. We meet on Zoom uh, at nine o'clock every Tuesday. But I'm here to tell you the 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 pathway to weirdness is uh, it's hot, and every we got big waiting room full of people that want to join. Right? How about that, Elena? We got <laughs> that's great. You know, it's just out of control. You know, the pathway to yep. weirdness. Join us every Tuesday night. This lady ripped up her door. I mean, this lady caused so much trouble. She she was one of the instigations between me and my first husband caused a bunch of problems. She was awful. Guess where she ended up? On the prayer. You know, people call in for prayer to these various, you know, ministries. She ended up on the prayer team. And she spoke in demonic tongues. I, I didn't know at the time that's what it was. But I remember listening to her thinking, that doesn't sound right. But then feeling bad that I was judging her or something. That's wrong. You can't do that. But anyway, they will do I should have anything pulled out the run card. Run. run. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. They, that is so important. The, our biggest problem as, as the body of Christ and I would submit on a global level, is deeply misunderstanding how prayer is to be performed. And God is very, very, very open-minded, and he accepts a lot of different kinds of highly erroneous prayer, quite frankly. But I will say this. Anytime they can dork up prayer, if it's dorking it up so that it becomes ineffectual, Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. That's, their primary that's goal. That's right. Eric's, by the way, Satan visits or Satan visits their um, coven meetings, the bigger ones, and yes, he um, does. and he will come right out and he will say, "Kill the prayer, kill the prayer night. I don't want no more." And and because why is that? The prayer night is our calling to do what God has destined the saints on the earth to do. You cannot please God more than investing time in prayer and calling down hellfire on these things. You know, I mean, we are the artillery of the kingdom of heaven. That's huge. Well, she ends up on the the prayer team which I just couldn't understand at all. The next incident of this is this creature that I was married to. Um, And I'm giving two examples. There's many more, but these are the two that popped up in my mind when Johnny was talking. Um, A little local country church I attended um, with this man. I never felt 
I could never feel the Holy Spirit there, but I tried. You know, I, what I ended up doing was teaching children's church because the kids had the spirit more than their parents. But anyway, um, so there was a lot of people that were getting sick and dying in this little church. And so I put on my sneakers because I can walk there. And I told him that I was, what do you call him now? Gym shoes. Okay, so I told told him I was going down to the, the, the church to prayer walk. He called the head pastor and the assistant pastor. They both met me there and interrupted my prayer walk and would not let me finish it. And I wondered how did they get, he called them. Because the pastor was one like him. They know each other. They monitor it. They it's, it's a network. Monitor. They, Absolutely. No, the, the, I, Absolutely. I know that you're going to agree already. I'm not doing this to placate anybody. I'm just doing it to add to what you already know. Okay. What okay. they do is they have a network of entities. That some of them are, you know, um, astro projecting. Um, mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I have no interest in even understanding how that works. Um, uh, but that's need between a them. To do it. I, I don't. You know what I mean? Steer me away. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. But anyway, I understand what ultimately ends up happening. And right. you've got human. You got humans that are astral projecting. You've got endless supply of demons of different hierarchical power levels. Okay. Right. And you know, everything from thrones to principalities to powers, to spiritual hosts, to wickedness, all, you know, and it's like, what do they all mean? And you know what, who cares? They all are, they all stink. They're all horrible. They're all from the pits of the bottom of Dante's yep. Inferno. We don't want nothing yep. to do with them. But what we need yep. to be as wise as they are and understand how yep. they operate so that we can pick up on when things are wrong and know when it's time to, you know, pack up and go. And, and you know what? Sometimes it sucks. that's why Jesus told us to be shrewd as serpents? They're serpents. You, well, here's the, you know, here's the thing. How many and times Jesus said, shrewd of vipers, you know, he was, repti- he, was, he was calling them reptilians the whole time. I don't care what version of reptile you use as a metaphor. That's At right. the end of the day, it's a doggone reptile. He knew they were dagnabbed reptiles. He knew they, they were. They have no heart. He's cold-blooded, yeah. No, no, no. And, and when you go back, you know, the first – when I first started – and this is interesting to share this because we would, we would say this stuff on the phone if we were talking, but, you know – um, and there's how many conversations have we had and said, boy, it's too bad we didn't record this for the radio show. But anyway, um, yeah. No, it, yeah. it's true. We've had many conversations. I was like, oh, man, we should have a recorder on, man. This would be great on the program. But no, the, no these entities are everywhere. They're very pervasive. They are exceedingly clever. And you have to know how to detect the early warning signs. And when you see them, it's just better to, you know, trying to explain to somebody no, th- th- these are very advanced concepts, and so I'm sorry. I mean, I know this sounds harsh, and but my recommendation in a is to be elite and get and out of there before. Don't try to warn anybody because they're not going to believe you. It's going to cause more problems than it's worth. That's Might right. as well just go ahead and, and it's the same pick thing up uh, when you pray for them when after you, you leave. To, when you try to talk to one of these, or you try to confront them with anything, it's a waste of time. Don't waste your energy. Because well, happens, not only that, but the people around them. They'll turn it the around on you. They right. will become self-victimizing. You will become the criminal. And somehow they have the halo. And you're sitting there, but you uh, just 
Right. Beat the right. snot out of me. What do you mean you're the good guy? Well, I, I mean, come on. I think, I think at least 25% of be wise as serpents is knowing when to get out of Dodge yeah. now. And then let your prayer power solve the problem once you're in safety, or at least um, comparative safety, until they decide they don't like you and they try to come after you. But anyway, that's a whole other story. All right. You know, I will will tell you this. When you're being attacked by a witch coven, you don't have to be on every Monday and Friday. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to be an expert on the subject. You Mm -hmm. will get... It is very highly likely that you'll you'll just feel it. You'll feel it. You'll just like be like this you'll cannot possibly this feel it. bad thing cannot happen. There will be things that happen. There are too many, too many bad things that will happen back to back. Bam, 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 bam. And you're right. gonna be like, Okay, this is not normal. And when and you can then when you, you you'll what they'll do like what they did to me was, yes, back-to-back disaster. They'll turn around and they have whatever it is that they put on you. You will not even have the ability to question it. It's been taken from you. you and, and I, I didn't. And I'm a very intelligent it. I just woman. Knew it. I just knew it. <laughs> when, when, uh, when the young lady left at, the, at God's designated time, um, and after all the stuff, it was like Amity, Amityville horror kind of stuff. I won't go into all of it, but anyway, um, no, no, you, you, you know, um, there's the Holy Spirit will actually, but you got to be careful. If you give the Holy Spirit credit for everything, then you're not going to really hear him when he's, when he's really there. Okay. A lot of Christians make that mistake. It's, everything's the Holy Spirit. Nothing could be any of their emotions, any of their past experiences, and their their own human person has nothing to do with any of nothing that they think, nothing that they do, nothing because they're completely controlled by the Holy Spirit. And then you walk into a church and like everybody's hearing from the Holy Spirit, but nobody believes one another. They're all saying the different stuff, That's and the they're problem. all stationing yeah. around with their hand holding out. It sounds yeah. looks like a bad Star Trek episode. Like you shall be part of the body, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you need to chill out a little Where's bit, the man. Clean- because We'll talk later, but don't be doing this hooded, you know, Grim Reaper weirdness. Anyway, I guess we've all been there. Praise God. Yeah. Well, okay, so now I'm in Arkansas battling the hordes of hell, and there's also a witch coven there that's attacking me regularly, putting all this, these, they'll put it in your yard, and that's what happened today. It's not the first time, and that's why I recognize it, you know, when you are going through it, yes, you do feel it. And no, you might not believe it. That's what's weird. The Lord spoke to me in September that I was undergoing witchcraft on Monday and Friday. And it slipped my mind. I just forgot about it. You know, I get up really early in prayer, and he reveals things to me. And then I get about my day. I'm so so busy with all this stuff I'm doing. It just slips my mind. Well, doesn't slip your mind when it grabs you by the hair, okay? And and you do feel it. And, and all of a sudden, little things start going wrong, then bigger things start going wrong, and then disasters start happening. And then you just got to take a step back and say, oh, that's witchcraft. 
oh, it's coming at me. I've been cursed. And then you rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And guess what? It stops immediately. Maybe not exactly in that moment, but within the next five, ten minutes, you'll be fine. And For what takes us so long little. to get there? You know, what takes, and I have experienced this for the last three months like clockwork. Now, there was a, oh, a, a few weeks there. What? Hey, man, take a look at your uh, SMS text messenger. Tell me you don't like that sign. Okay. Tell me you don't want me to make okay. you one. All right. Hold on. <laughs> don't read yeah. it. Don't read it. No, read I it won't. Silent. I won't. All right. Um, you see the little yeah, faces on it? Mm-hmm. And that's who they are. <laughs> okay. But anyway, and that's what they're made out of. All right. So, um, okay, I'm getting this. Okay. (laughs) So in, in September, I began to experience this regular attacks of witchcraft. And I, I I mean, even though the Lord had revealed it to me, and even though I'm undergoing it regularly and, and I'm beating it regularly and all these things, right. Um, I still, kept forgetting. Now, one morning I wake up and it's Saturday morning. And, I, and, and now I'm thinking, okay, this is definitely happening here. There's no way I can deny that this isn't happening. And um, yeah, um, the Lord says to me, and this was so clear, it was one of those moments and we've all had it, those of us that, that walk closely with the Lord, where you just know it's him. And he's reassuring you that it's going to be okay. But he said, I have given you my authority. And even then, I still didn't quite understand what a gift he had given me in that moment. Because we all have the authority. But his authority... I can't quite explain it. It's more powerful. It, it, it has more oomph to it to push this back. And it's because it's necessary. It's not because of any other reason except the battle that I have been in for 24 years. And um, so <laughs> Johnny just sent me another funny picture. I got to turn. No, I turned my phone upside down so I can stay focused. Okay. Um, so now it's I my go dog. through. I, He's like humiliated because we made him wear a Christmas necktie in front of the tree. <laughs> and he's like, he's looking at, and he's I, looking at you like uh, angry going, man, I thought you said we we're going to be raptured by now. What's up with this? <laughs> and I just happen to have a very soft spot in my heart for boxers. I'm a big boxer fan and that Johnny's dog is a boxer. But anyway, so. All right, let me kind of backpedal. So now I'm in Arkansas doing all that, and he gets me to come back here to Virginia with him. And it took him five years to do it. So I wasn't just, you know, running back here. It took him five years. And um, when I come back here, no sooner do I get into the house, that facade comes right off all over again. And I'm like, okay, shame on me this time. I'm an idiot. I did not realize how they do this like I do now. And so when you're around one of these creatures, please, in your heart, 
ask the Lord to shut their field down to keep them from encroaching on your realm because that's what they're doing. They're getting into your consciousness somehow. And so just ask the Lord to shut them down and to expose them. And you'd be surprised how fast they run. Or here's the other thing you can do that's a lot of fun. Worship God in your heart. Start praising the Lord and telling him how much you love him and how great he is and all the wonderful things he does for you. And thank him for the authority that he gives you. All those things. That person will be out of your sight faster than you can say Jack's your uncle. So these are a few of the things I've learned. So now I'm back here and I'm going through counseling and I'm noticing all of these very odd moments. Now, mind you, you know, this is uh, going on 20 years of marriage. So even though I had been gone for seven years, um, 2016, 2017, very odd, odd things. Like, for instance, one night he gets into a rage. and I just had had enough. I said, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. I am sick of your mouth. The whole room filled up with black. It looked like ink. The whole room. I couldn't even see my feet. It was like up around my knees, the whole floor in the room. And then it was going up the walls too. I grabbed Emily. I got out of the house. I thought it was me. See, this is what we do. I think it's me. You're seeing things. And they are really good at doing that to you, telling you what you see with your eyes is wrong. What you hear with your ears is wrong. What you know in your heart to be true is wrong. And after many, many, it's like psychic driving. After many, many, many times of that, you stop trusting yourself. And that's really bad because the Lord speaks. He wants you to speak to somebody. You have to have that trust that it's him. And, and thank God I'm getting it back. I'm finally getting it back. Now, I want to just kind of fast forward to um, just right now. By the way, I'm writing a book about all this, and I'm just kind of skimming through some of it. There's so much that I don't, I, I mean, you just pick a spot and jump in. Um, it turns out that he's the one that burnt the house down. I thought it was somebody else. It was him. My son knew it. My son had a very strong prophetic anointing, but I didn't believe him because he did not get along with this man. I, that's what I thought it was. And he was just, but no, now that I, you know, that, that my brain is starting to come back into my, my skull. Um, I remember him telling me that I couldn't accuse anybody because I didn't know. I said, I've got enough circumstantial evidence that at least I can ask the questions. No, you don't know. And that's because he knew who did it. It was him. By the way, his mother tried to do the same thing two weeks after he died. Tried to burn my house down. The Lord, he let me know what was going on, and and I came down in time and I stopped it. But this is a 130-year-old house that I live in. It's not my home. It's somebody else's home. And um, my daughter, which is her grandchild, has said they're heartless. Um, But the Lord is good, and we stopped it. Now, every Monday, (laughs) every Friday, I have experienced all the symptoms, um, which I pray through, and, you know, within an hour or so, I'm back to business as usual. I've gotten much better at it now that I know that it's coming. But one day, not too long ago, I was, you know, I'm thinking, 
I don't have the time to lose a day or two twice a week. This is just, this is horrible. And so I cried out to the Lord. And this is what I said to him. And I, Johnny, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking it must have been. It could have been me. I don't know. But I said to him, I'm your wife. I need you to send your servants and go get me some justice and put it at my feet. I need it right now. My life changed that day. I can't explain it, except a lot of the negative um, emotions, the, 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 the headaches, the anxiety, the dizziness, all the things, you know, all the little accidents and disasters and things going wrong at work and, you know, all this stuff stopped at that moment. And it's only gotten better since then. The next morning I get up. And I've gotten in the habit of looking up and seeing what's up there. You know, I've talked about, you know, some of the things the Lord has revealed to me that goes on up there. And I, I point the little app at a constellation, and it turns out it's the scales of justice right outside my window. And it has been a whole different experience in my life since then. I, 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 what I did, I think, is defer to the Lord. I think that's what I did. I think I deferred to him rather than trying to take this on myself anymore. I said, I can't. You can. You've got to do this. You've got to do this for me. I cannot handle this anymore. I was at my wit's end. Here's the thing about a creature like this. They are part human. That side of him, I loved. In spite of his ridiculous behavior, I loved that, that part of him. The rest of it, right to the pit now. I don't, I, I don't, but... That human side of him, I love. So I'm grieving. And now I have his heartless Nephilim mother, <laughs> who is a witch, just like in the days of Noah, it was the witches giving birth to these critters, right? I have this uh, witch. Oh, she won't even come near my house right now. <laughs> so not because of anything I've said or done. It's because she's afraid. And it's clear. I, I put up security cameras. She did come by on Monday. She wanted to drop by a Christmas gift for me, which was this underhanded thing. I'm not, it was just so, it was ridiculous. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this lady is 82 years old. When is she going to stop acting like she's 13? But that's the thing about these critters. They're very immature. They're just like kids, but dangerous children that have bigger, better, and toys. So instead of a dart gun, they actually have a shotgun. I mean, these are not good people, but they have that emotional immaturity that you can pretty much count on. You don't know what's coming next. Just like a child is, you don't know, you know, what they're going to do sometimes like that with these creatures. So she she has, um, she dropped this gift off. Now, this is what I told you I was going to tell you at the beginning. My ch- I have chickens. I have a little mini farm. They stopped laying. Now, these chickens have never stopped laying. They're, they're mad laying chickens. They're the white ones. I call them foghorn leghorn. And uh, they typically give me one to two eggs each a day. And they're not giving me any eggs. Well, maybe it's cold. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. This is what we do. 
But I, I blessed him. I bless you in the name of Jesus. You need to give me some aids. This was three days ago. It started Monday, Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. I'm walking out of their coop. I look down and I find this object on the floor, on the, on the ground. And I'm looking like, what in the world is that? As soon as I pick it up, my hand starts to, 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 to itch and burn. I dropped it down on the picnic table, ran in the house, got anointing oil and my phone, took pictures of it, poured the anointing oil, took more pictures of it. Now I've got a headache. I rebuke the thing. I anoint my whole home and my yard, and I take that thing far into the woods and I throw it. Come out of the woods. I have two eggs. I'm looking at the pictures, and I kid you not, it looks like there's a spirit chicken on this device. It's it's actually a little witchcraft device. I don't know what else to call it, but it looks like there's little portals in it, and there's gemstones in it. It kind of reminds me of a, you know, the breastplate that the, the, the high priest wears, but it's, I'll send you Johnny later. I'm going to put pictures of this thing up on my blog. Um, there's no, no understanding it as anything else. So now I watch her on the camera um, to see if she dropped, and she did. She dropped it in right where I picked it up. So this is, this is Monday this happened. The Lord told me, if anything, she's consistent, be prepared. So on Thursday, I start praying. The reason I'm telling you guys this is because I don't think I'm special. I've been through a little more than most. You know, seeing my background and all is, is what it is. Um, but this is what's going on right now. The book of Joel tells you that they're the locust, that there's no keeping them out of your house. It's part of judgment. They're the same creatures that that were brought against Israel when they sinned back in in ancient times. <clears throat> so they're just a little shorter. <laughs> so, but they're here, and they're here now, and a lot of you have them all around you. Uh, I'm just going to go through a little, you know, I'm going to rattle a few ways that they do this. They abduct mothers. They can mess with that baby in the womb. They can swap babies. And they do. What do you think these abductions are about? It's about their eugenics program, and that is exactly what they're doing. They can um, do things through epigenetics, which is a long story for a different show, and I can go through that. But these are just very small changes that are done through consciousness and not just through, through you know, regular birth genetics, but through other methods. And now... They have this wonderful methodology called the vaccine. And they've been working on that thing for decades. And that was what they rolled out on me. And that's why I had such a mess coming out of my body. And thank you, Jesus, you kept me healthy through all of it. But they have been working on this for a long, long time. And they're growing sleeves inside of people's veins that the morticians are finding. Because it kills people right now. There was a whistleblower out of New Zealand that said over 10 million people have died from this vaccine. I would dare say there's probably at least that many that are now Nephilim. Now, what does this mean? This means if you are participating in the occultic stuff, 
it's going to be enhanced. You see, my mother-in-law is a witch, but she has been vaccinated four times, meaning her witchcraft is probably a lot more powerful now than it was 24 years ago. Okay, so she didn't get the uh, special Dr. Fauci uh, anti-witchcraft um no, when? she didn't get that one. No, that, no, that no. Gone. They saved that for his... Yeah, I know. He's never nice don't to you people. Wish she this. got this, this saline one. No, I wish she did. But no, she didn't. So she, her, her, her things are multiplied and they are a lot stronger. I mean, I have seen orbs in my... And it, since he's been gone, the Lord's been very, very good. To sh- now, while he was here, he was covering for her. I actually said to him one time, what did I say? He wanted to take uh, Emily down to the farm. I said, no, your mother's down there biting heads off of chickens. And he said, I wouldn't put it past her. I said, wow. Now, let me kind of explain to you how it works at this little church. This family worked their way into this church. They became entrenched in this church, a big donor at this church. The prayer stopped at this church, and they brought on a pastor who didn't even have any kind of credentials, worked for a financial investment firm, was this part-time pastor that the, that even the, the, the uh, general convention, the Baptist general convention, wouldn't accept what he had done. He did a little uh, correspondence class, never gave a statement of faith. All the people fell for this. This church went through living hell because of this guy. They caught him in adultery and all kinds of stuff, and and this family was behind that. Then I come to find out that there's a number of them in the church doing the same thing. They got a little click in there. I don't know why they go to church. Maybe because they can meet there. I don't know why they go there. How can you sit there and listen about the blood of Jesus When you've got all that going on, well, that's a real simple thing to answer. It's called, put this in quotes, Christian witchcraft. And I have met quite a few of these where they believe what they're doing is godly. They even use the Bible to do divination. Some of them call it hoodoo. Some of them call it folk magic. It's the ancient paganism of the fallen angels. Nothing more, nothing less. And it's always been that. I don't care what brand they want to call it. That's what it is. Oh, well, we're just doing root work. We're just doing these herbs and oils. And No, you're cursing people. And you're saying that you're justified in doing this, which is a mockery of the justification of Jesus Christ justifying us. And I, I actually reached out and found a book on it because I, I just couldn't believe that people did this stuff. And it's on every page, what I've been through in the last 24 years. All the things, you know, particularly, you know, the discord within marriage and, you know, you're dealing with people that are jealous and they can, they have these, these things they can do, and so they can do them, and they do it more because they can. So um, the reason I'm, I'm giving you my story is I do not believe I'm special. I think I'm a little extreme. I don't, I don't think that there's too many people that have been through the nonstop stuff like I have, but I get your email, 
I talk to you on the phone. I I hear from you. You're all going through it. Johnny, um, one morning, texted me the same people in his circles are going through it. Um, every Christian I know right now is struggling. And I'm even going to be so bold to say, if you're not, you better find out what you're doing wrong. I know that sounds antithetical to the blessing of the Lord, but those he loves, he disciplines. And the pain that's in our life is meant to drive us closer to him. When you are going through these things, you have nowhere to look but up. He will hold you. He will walk you through. He's teaching you to trust him no matter what. And you're going to have to have that in the days to come. And that is what all this pain is about. It's learning how to trust him no matter how extreme the circumstances. You hear stories about the people in China and Korea being thrown in these POW camps and the miracles that they experienced and the suffering they went through. And that's the world we're going into, guys. I'm sorry, but that's it. I, you know, I, I don't know how long we're going to have to linger in a world like that. I'm hoping not very long. Um, there's some of us that will go through the full, the full Monty, the full thing and come through without your head, but you will be very celebrated on the other side that you came through the tribulation by washing your robes in the blood of the lamb. And you got into heaven at the cost of your own head, which is I know, but a high can, honor. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how hard it must be to communicate I without your even. head? I mean, yeah, you, I you'd be like, Johnny, mm-hmm. once the head comes off, that's it. You know. I know. <laughs> then you got to use like sign language and stuff and draw signs and dictionary and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, (laughs) I don't think you need it anymore at that point. (laughs) I think you're done with that. And um, wherever you're going, you will be escorted by all of heaven who is celebrating your presence because of what you gave up to get there. So, So I'm hoping that most of us don't have to spend very long in this, you know, Satan's version of this world um i'm not even sure why he's been given a chance but okay yes it is what it is um but well johnny i have been talking for an hour and a half which is amazing so can we go ahead and finish up with prayer absolutely yeah Yeah, no (laughs) praise god i've uh enjoyed injecting fuel for thought um, but I have yeah, enjoyed no, you injecting. I have enjoyed that very much. Well, it is very real, uh, and and have to have that real. And, you know, it's one one person says it. You know, it's another thing if somebody else is like, well, yes, but it can also look like this and this and this and this, and then then you got this harmony, and it's hard to discount it. So anyway, um, praise God. Yes, well, it's by all. You know, if I was to come up with a. a, a title for what I'm talking about tonight, it's Boots on the Ground. And that's going to bring me to one more point. Um, Boots on the Ground, I'm a big believer in prayer walking. Now, I don't know in Satan's world if you want to do some of the crazy things that I've attempted, but Boots on the Ground in your own home, Boots on the Ground in your own yard, 
I put anointing oil on the bottom of my uh, clogs, and I walked my yard with the anointing oil in my hands, saying the blood of Jesus, and you are not permitted here. I've been given all authority. Now get out in Jesus' name. And you can feel them leave. It just, it's like this, it, it's the most holy fire on you, stubborn ones, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, and they do. So you can prayer walk, boots on the ground, your home. And if you are in a situation with one of these kinds that I'm talking about, if it's a narcissist, if it's a narcissist nephilim, get out. There is no fixing it. There is no counseling. And the church is sending women back to, I mean, the church sent me back into a situation where he threw a phone in my face. My face is split open. He already had many, many, and, and, and he had been um, arrested on more than one occasion for domestic violence. The church sent me back to him and told me I needed to forgive him. So anyway. Um, yeah. Leave them. If you're a lady, you're a woman, he could kill you. He's bigger than you. And he's demonically charged. And he's not going to change. He's in, I, I don't even think that they can repent. I, I, I don't know. I never saw any true repentance, ever. Even for what, after hurting me like that, never. never. There is no fixing this. You have to get out. Be, be careful. Divorcing a narcissist is also really difficult. I have a girlfriend right now that's going through this. Very tough. Most of them are infested with mammon. So anyway, and they, they pull all kinds of stunts. But uh, that's, that is Elena's grandma advice to you, that if you are in a situation or in a family relationship such as this, there's no other way. And after 24 years of trying everything in the world to do the godly thing by my marriage, I can tell you now that was probably one of the stupidest things I ever did. I just prolonged the agony. So he's gone now. The piece of him that I love, that hurts. But there has been a peace and health restored to my home. And... um Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and pray now. Father God, in Jesus' name, I come before your throne of grace and mercy, and I thank you for this opportunity to speak. And I thank you for Johnny and the platform that he, he gives me to to you. Now, Father, I'm just asking if there's anybody listening in that does not know how wonderful you are and how wonderful your son is and what he's done for them. Father, I'm asking that they would come to know you that they would come to know that the only way to you is through the blood of your son, through the finished work of Jesus on the cross, and that they have to humble themselves and be sorry for the things that they have screwed up in their life and even the things they think they've done right, and give it all over to him and ask him into their heart. If, if you need to do that right now, please do it. It'll be the best decision you ever made. Not the easiest decision you've ever made, but the best decision you ever made. And then get yourself a Bible, pick it up and read it, 
This time, you'll be able to understand it. You have picked it up before. You couldn't understand it. Now you will. And there's somebody listening right now that has wanted to read the Bible but just can't. When you sit down to read it, ask the Lord to help you through the Holy Spirit. Understand it. And ask the Lord Jesus to be in your heart to guide you through the words. It will, all of a sudden, you'll understand it like you've never understood it before. Father God, I'm just asking that the other people listening in, if they are in a tough situation, that you would say this is the way, walking in it, that you would be the light unto their path, that you would help them put on the full armor every single day, that you would help them recognize when they're being attacked and when they're being targeted, that, Father, that some of these targeted individuals are being targeted by covens. The targeting is for Christians. That's why they're doing it. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that you would give them a double portion of discernment, that they would know what to do when that time when they're being targeted, and that they would know it's happening and that they would not be dumbed down and that when they meet one of these creatures with their camouflage, they'd see right through them. And I'm asking for this all in Jesus' name. I'm thanking you for the holy fire that's around every one of us in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Right. Well, powerful program, lots of uh, very uh, edifying and uh, entertaining interchange, but um, albeit a very um, important message. Um, because, uh, you know, if you don't hear other people talk about what they've gone through, how are you going to know that you're going through it? You'll, you might be lost. You might think you're a victim, but you're not a victim. you got power far beyond your own understanding. So anyway, God bless you all. Thank you, Sister Elena, for joining us tonight. Powerful program. Uh, also, quick Thank reminder, you. this Friday, please don't send me a whole bunch of emails going, where's the prayer vigil? I, I'm stuck. I have to go to a company Christmas party. So God bless oh, you that. all. God so, bless you, John. Or be fired. And then if I'm fired, then there ain't no show anyway. So anyway, praise God. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all for joining us. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you.
Yeah. 